Hello, and thank you for joining us for the recording for January 17th, 2021, McGregor Evangelical Mennonite Church service. scripture reading is from Psalm 139, verses 1 to 6 and verses 13 to 18. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Remember today that you are seen and known by God. 
count on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand,
Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our God, we come before you today concerned for the world around us. We live in a world filled with turmoil, filled with violence and threats of violence. And it bears on us. It weighs on us. God, you know this. God, you know us and you know how it is weighed upon us. And Lord, because of this, we pray to you, please make yourself known. God, please make your voice known to the peoples of our nations that there is another way. There is a better way. And that way is you. Lord, as we look to our neighbors to the south this coming week with the inauguration coming up, we are a little afraid that the violence that we have seen before is going to rear its head again. Lord, we pray for peace. Lord, we pray that the day will go off without a hitch. And Lord, we pray most of all that over the years to come, you will be seen working. Lord, this we pray with all that we are. And God, we also look to the world around us. Our relationship with you, it means so much to us. There is a comfort there that is beyond words. And when we see those around us who don't know that, Lord, it weighs on us. And so God, we pray that you will speak through us, that you will give us the words needed to introduce who you are to our friends, to our family, to those who are missing you. And then we pray, God, through your spirit that you come alive in their lives, that you bring them that same peace of what is to come. That even though we are concerned now, we know that there will be an ultimate victory. God, we pray that through us, this message will make it to the corners of the earth. Lord, this we pray. In your name, amen. The New Testament reading is from John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Once long ago, a man named Jacob rested for the night, a stone for a pillow. You can read his story in Genesis 28. 
As he slept, a dream came to him, and in it, a great ladder stood before him, a great ladder that's rungs continued on into heaven itself. And on that ladder, there were a multitude of angels ascending and descending, finding their way from the earth below to the heavens above and then back again. And then, upon observing this wonder, there came to Jacob a great voice. And following its resonance to the source, Jacob beheld the Lord standing above all. And God spoke, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. And then Jacob awoke, his eyes snapping open, and to himself he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. How awesome this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. When our passage from the book of John begins, we see Nathaniel under a fig tree. The leaves are broad. The leaves are low, blocking out the worst of the hot Mediterranean sun. Work is hard in Bethsaida, the little fishing town that Nathaniel calls home. And so this rest is well-deserved. This rest in the shade of the broad leaves of the fig tree. Was he there an hour? Two? It's hard to know for sure. He was lost in his own world. In front of him was a path that he could see others pass by on, both to and from the sea. And a while before, his old friend Philip had waved to him while heading off towards the cool waters himself. Likely he'll be back soon, Nathaniel thought to himself, and then he began to nod off. Hey, Nathaniel, a voice called from the road. The young man's eyes snapped open, his head popping up hard enough to hit the back of the trunk of the tree with a thunk. And as Nathaniel rubbed at his head, he looked to the road to see who was calling his name. And there stood Philip, waving for him to come over. Nathaniel stood, leaving a sleepy tree behind him shuffling a little on his haunches to get under the low-hanging branches and their broad leaves that cast their comforting shade on the ground. Then he cleared the last of the foliage, and he winced as the full might of the sun struck his dilated eyes. Everything around him for a moment was simply too bright to comprehend, but as he placed his hand on his forehead to act as a makeshift visor, he saw his friend come into focus. And then he noticed something for the first time. There standing with Philip were a number of people, a large group even. Puzzled, Nathaniel looked at their faces as he approached. Some of them he recognized as being from around town. But there was one man standing with Philip, talking to him even though his eyes were trained solely on him that he did not know. And in this man's eyes, there was something. Hard to say what. And so it was that looking at this other curious man, Nathaniel approached his old friend. When he got within a few yards, he turned his gaze again to Philip, who broke off his conversation to approach him. On the face of this man Nathaniel had known for years, he saw something strange and out of place. Philip was smiling ecstatically. 
Nathaniel, Philip near shouted to him. This is Jesus, as he waved his hand to the back where the man stood. And he is the one Moses wrote about in the law. He is the one that the prophets spoke of. A look of puzzlement crossed Nathaniel's face. It's not often that one's friends meet them from a distance yelling what certainly would have been considered heresy in the homes they grew up in. And so Nathaniel responded to his old friend as much of us would even today, with awkward humor. Nazareth, does anything good ever come from there? To this, a number of the group behind who overheard the exchange began to chuckle, including the one his friend had just introduced. For Philip's part, he smiled weakly at Nathaniel and shook his head a little slowly. Just come with me, you goof. As they walked together toward the Nazarene, the sun continued to bear down on them. The heat of the day had come into its own. A few steps later, their destination called out and smiled as he did. Now here is a man without deceit, the reputation of Nazareth long preceding him. And it was in that moment that Nathaniel's eyes finally adjusted enough to the light to see this man fully. And he found there was something familiar in him. Nathaniel was sure they had never crossed paths before, but yet, do you know me? Nathaniel asked, puzzled. I saw you under the fig tree, the man responded, continuing to smile. There was something so familiar in this man. Clearly, Nathaniel had never known him before, but he could swear all the same that he did. After a moment, Nathaniel's eyes grew wide in realization, a feeling springing up in him from the pit of his being, a feeling that we believers too know in our core even today. For it's that same jump that we've all had when our eyes are open to the truth of who our Savior is. There is no reason for any of us to know Christ is who Philip claimed him to be, yet in each of us believers, we too, like Nathaniel, come to recognize the face of this man. You are the Son of God, Nathaniel wisped as he finally recognized the smiling Jesus of Nazareth for who he is. You are the king of Israel. And in that moment, Jesus grasped Nathanael by the shoulder and said, that you see me and believe me, you will see heaven open. And on me like a ladder, angels will climb to heaven and also descend to the earth to do the will of God. And then awestruck, Though the sun was still unbearably hot, Nathaniel followed his friend and our Lord out into the wild yet to come, leaving the comfort and shade of the fig tree behind. For how could he do anything else? For the ladder promised by God to Jacob, he saw was finally built. And on it, the blessings of his people to the nations were realized. For through believing Christ, we can, like the angels, ascend to knowing the God in heaven. Just as through Christ, our God can finally be known fully by all his creation around us. In Christ, we see Jacob's ladder incarnate. In the story of Nathaniel coming to follow Jesus we are met with a simple scene that seems very miraculous. 
A young man is resting under a fig tree, introduced to Jesus by his friend. Somehow he manages to see just who Jesus is and because of that goes on to follow Christ to the corners of the earth. By my reckoning, while I agree that how Nathaniel comes to recognize Christ as the Son of God is without a doubt a miracle, I think it's important to stress that it is also the same miracle that all followers of Christ have gone through as they come to believe that Jesus is who he claims to be, the ladder of Jacob, that great bridge between God and us, the fully human and divine Son of God. And I say this, that it is this same miracle, because for all us Christians, there is no reason that we believe Jesus is the Son of God that lies outside of the miraculous. While there are rational and logical cases to be made for why we should become Christians, ultimately, for all of us, the thing that finally opens our eyes to the truth of who Christ is, they're not some mere words, but instead... It's always the work of the Holy Spirit that does it. It is always the Holy Spirit that has been hard at work in us, that causes those words from our parents or our friends or whoever else tells us about Jesus to begin. It is always the work of the Holy Spirit that causes those introductions to Christ to finally come and hit home. For each of us, who have come to know the truth about who Christ is, whether it happened in a time before we remember when we were little kids, or whether it happened even today. It is that work of the Spirit that caused our eyes to be open and for us to recognize, just as Nathaniel did, that this familiar-looking man is actually the Son of God, the true King of Israel. The story of Nathaniel coming to follow Christ is miraculous, but it is a miracle that happens every time a new believer opens their eyes to the truth of our Lord. That is not a miracle to be downplayed. It is a miracle every time, but it is the same miracle. This is something that I believe it is important to keep in mind when we read this passage. Because with this truth in mind, that this is the same miracle, the story goes from being just a neat story of the mystery of Christ to one that is, I'd say, deeply instructional. Who first introduces Nathaniel to Christ? Was it someone who didn't know Nathaniel from a hole in the ground? No, it was his old friend Philip. Someone who, given the nature of first century Jewish settlements, very likely had known Nathaniel all his life. Very likely Philip was a close friend of his and was quite possibly even family. Philip was someone who cared for Nathaniel. And Philip was someone who Nathaniel knew cared for him. Next, how did Philip share his new relationship with Christ as an afterthought or as something that just needs to be done because that's what Christians do? Again, no. And how Philip introduces Jesus and how he brings Nathaniel to meet him, it is made clear to us that in Philip's mind, Christ is someone who his friend simply has to meet. Christ is someone who is important to Philip. 
Christ is someone who you introduce to people you care about because you know that he will make their lives more fulfilled than they were before, just like he did for you. Philip introduced Nathaniel to Christ not because he saw his friend there and figured, why not? This is convenient. Philip, we read, went so far as to seek out Nathanael in this story specifically to introduce Christ to him because Jesus was so unbelievably important in Philip's eyes, even though they, at this point, only had known each other for such an incredibly brief period of time that obviously he wanted to introduce his good friend to him. I mean, imagine you met, I don't know, the queen, Would you not immediately try to introduce her to all of your friends as well? That's what happened here. But then we get to the important thing to keep in mind when you read the story that we talked about. That it is the spirit that opens our eyes to who Christ is, not our words. And we can see this on display because what is it that Philip actually does to introduce his friend to God? He simply does that introduces him, and then he leaves everything else in Jesus' hands. He doesn't try to convince Nathaniel that Christ is who he says he is, because of course he doesn't. How could Philip possibly succeed in doing that? The claims that Philip leads off with when he is saying who Jesus is are far too big to ever be able to come close to proving on his own. There is no level of skill in debate that could convince someone that a person you just met is God. Only God himself could ever do that. But all too often, we make this same mistake ourselves. We think it is all on us to convince others of who Jesus is, and we either ruin relationships by repeatedly hitting others over the head with our faith in a vain attempt to try to force them to believe, or we simply assume that we aren't good enough with words to ever convince others who Jesus Christ is, and so we don't even bother to introduce them to our Lord in the first place. But that is not how sharing our relationship with Christ is demonstrated in this story. Not at all. Do you want to know the most effective way that you can share the good news of Christ with the people that you know? Be like Philip. Concern yourself just with introducing Jesus to them. Jesus, who has changed your life so much for the better. Jesus, who allows you to know God and through whom God knows you in turn. Just introduce this man to those you care for and who know you care for them and let the Spirit handle the rest. Don't drive others away with your faith. Don't sever your relationship with them because they are not Christians like you. And do not fear that you will screw it all up. Simply introduce them to the reason that your life has been changed for the better. When asked, tell them about this person who is Jacob's ladder incarnate. This person who caused you to get up from under the shade of your own fig tree to go into the often oppressive conditions of the world in order to make it a better place as Christ has asked us to. Just introduce the people you care for to this man 
And do it because you care for them and as such you know a relationship with Christ will make their lives better because it has done the same for you. Just introduce them to Jesus and leave the rest of it in the Spirit's capable hands. In the story of Nathaniel coming to know Christ, this is what we see modeled. And so today, I say we go out and do as Philip did. benediction comes from the book of Romans. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go now and serve this God. Come. Uh-huh.
Breathe within.